hello, lady. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. This one is a silt sears. I'm glad you said that. We recorded it on her ninth wedding anniversary, which is really lovely. I really know. lovely. So no, not romantic. quite as romantic for her, but um, well, yeah. And it was during well that. Do you remember when the boat was stuck in the Suez? Oh my God, we were obsessed. Everyone yes. was obsessed. And I think we sort of assumed that perhaps several weeks later when this went out that the bloody boat would still be stuck. Still all care. Um, Yeah. Not so much. But more excitingly, Pauline, this sees the first appearance of our new theme music bubbling away in the background actually yeah well done ben wilford for that thank you so much it's also there's also uh, a first appearance as well from our team of highly professional lawyers highly professional lawyers yes oh my god clickety clack clickety clack they were doing i don't know that's what the sound of lawyering is is that what they do the sound of lawyering oh good to know And some very empowering chit-chat towards the end uh, from empowered women being empowered. Yeah, as, as well as a lot of boxer-based first. And this is a very, very, very special podcast and very rare because it had absolutely no interventions from my dog, so... Which is unheard of. It's, it's also got possibly Dolly Parton's least glamorous assignment ever. And Nocky McMilkman's most glamorous assignment ever so what a, I really what a special episode it. yeah enjoy hello i'm pauline Eyre, and i'm louise lee this is early doors and we are opening doors to other dimensions Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our amazing dimension generator or the dimension matrix or dominatrix for short. And she creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? Or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But Louise, who is our lucky guest today? It's a bilingual babe who, unlike Nando's, likes her chickens alive and her peri menopausal. And she's also the first guest we've had on who has her own Wikipedia page in Welsh. It's Ethel Sears! Oh, Wikipedia page, that's very cool. I'm going to look. In, in Welsh. In, in Welsh, and it's it's not complete. The matter. I'm still impressed. I'm still impressed. And I'm also very impressed by the fact that you have joined us today on your wedding anniversary. Thank you so much. You could have yep. been drinking champagne and making mad, sweet, passionate love. Is it? Well, could I? Could I? Was that the other option? <laughs> Was it? It's not one of the dimensions, babe. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if I tell the listeners that it's my ninth year anniversary, then they'll, they'll understand why nothing's going on tonight. <laughs> that presumably means that the, that the offspring of that union are are not of an age that's conducive to loud banging from the bedroom. No, and also, for some reason, they're quite clingy at the moment. So oh. one of them will just wake up in the night and think, oh, my God, I need to go and check where mum and dad are. So suddenly they'll just come in to check. Oh. And then they'll go back and it's like, oh, come on. Oh, God, guys. And I, I, don't really, 
I've got 16-year-olds who keep forgetting to knock on the bedroom door. It's like, oh, change in this room. You will be, yeah, scarred for life if you don't learn I this. have to say that I've been fairly kind of like, oh, you've come in and look, here I am naked. Shall I run around your room? And uh, I'm coming it like, and they they're, now they're just like, no, my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> it's quite effective. That's the way to do it. Anyway, thank you and happy anniversary to you. Thank you. Now, before we set off the dominatrix, we have one more thing, one more person we need to add to the mix. Can you tell us about your old milkman? Oh, so we used to live in the valleys. So everyone, when they talk about Wales, talk about the valleys as if everyone lives in a valley. You don't. <laughs> oh, you don't. I lived, oh, shit. No, no. I lived in the legitimate valley where that term has come from. And um, and we had a milkman because they're kind of very traditional little towns within the valley. And I like to support local businesses. And my husband was working away and we had a, not even a one-year-old. I mean, she was she was really young. And one of these babies who just will not sleep. But mm. as soon as they start nodding off, you think, oh my God, nothing can affect, you know, nothing can disturb this now because as soon as she starts to go, she will go eventually. Anyway, I just remember distinctly, I think the weather was like this. It's really been really nice today. Like quite like um, muggy kind of, I, this isn't important. I just remember every, <laughs> every little detail about that day. Um, and she was, she was starting to fall asleep. My husband was away and I heard a knock on the door and I thought, well, I'm just going to, I'm obviously going to ignore it. And I heard it again. And then I heard it again and it went on and on and on for 10 minutes. And I mean, 10 minutes when you, when you bandish about 10 minutes as a, as a timescale, it doesn't sound like much, but 10 whole minutes when you're trying to keep yeah. noise away from your baby. And it, it just wasn't going to stop. So after 10 minutes, you know those scenes in Dracula films where he's kind of... <laughs> where is this going? <laughs> where he runs down a flight of stairs and his cape is like flying behind yeah. him. That's how my dressing gown was. I was furious. <laughs> Absolutely I livid. thought this was going to be about the milkman's blood. <laughs> <laughs> Get a point I, of that yes. Oh, and I can't tell you because I don't think I've ever been angry in front of either of you, but I, I have a rageful side to me. <laughs> um, and I got to the front door and I just opened it and I said, what the fuck, mate? <laughs> and, then I, <laughs> and then I realized it was the milkman and he wanted paying. So he was oh. there to collect money for that month. And I was like, well, that's not happening now <laughs> because I'm trying to get my baby to sleep. And I just shut the door on him and I instantly texted him. He's probably still stood outside the door. I texted him saying, come back tomorrow and I'll pay you. Um, but then that will be it for your deliveries to this house. <laughs> I was Ooh. so, oh, but I think mothers, when your evening is at stake and your baby won't sleep, <laughs> you oh, get no angry, like Jimmy. It. Yeah, he was, I mean, and I, you know, and I, I'd recognize him if he was, you know, if we were in the middle of London somewhere and he was walking <laughs> the other side of the road. I, I'd recognize him anywhere. Oh, oh I'm wow. so angry. 
So well, we're, we're going to call him Nocky McMilkman. <laughs> pop him into the dominatrix. Should we do that, Louise, and start yeah. this game off? Let's, oh. start the, let's start the machine. Isn't that a salad spinner? No, I don't know what you mean. Before we look through the first door, here's the good news for you. We're going to use the power of the dominatrix to actually let you walk through one of the doors and live your life, that, or live the life that you see on the other side of that door. But here's the bad news. You have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. If you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. Okay. I'm really so, nervous. Good. That's what we're <laughs> trying to build. <laughs> what should okay. we talk to you with? What sort of thing would you be hoping for, Asil? As an alternative life? Yeah. No. I'd be thin. Because <laughs> <laughs> that solves everything. <laughs> That'll make you happy. And, and on top of a horse. Oh. I would... Because I, I was saying today, actually, we went to the beach with the kids today and um, there were people riding on the beach. And it's one thing that I haven't done in about two years. And it's my thing. I, I've always ridden horses. And it's like therapy for me. Because when I'm riding, I, I don't think about anything else. I just absolutely like... You have to really focus them. on not falling off. You do. Oh, you do. I've, I've got good thighs. I've got good thighs and a good inner like center and inner core. Yeah. yeah. Well, you will do because it's amazing. My son rides and it his core is oh, really? like a, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's how you stay married for nine years. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> good core and strong inner thighs. Right. <laughs> so let's see if we've got that behind door. This first door. Door number one. It's your wedding anniversary. <laughs> You're having a bad day. Oh. The kids are miserable, the dog shat on a rug, and to top it all, you're having a hot flush. You've set up a chocolate fountain to cheer the kids up. Oh. There's a blockage. What would you use to try and clear it? <laughs> do tell. Have you any experience in this matter? I do have experience <laughs> in this matter. Surprise? I was once given a chocolate fountain as a present. I can't remember who bought it for me, but it was a Christmas present. And it was when I was in, I was living in London. So I was at home in Aberystwyth for Christmas. And my boyfriend had come to stay. And we decided, it was like Boxing Day or something, we were going to put this chocolate fountain out and start, you know. And I don't know why I did it because, you know, I was something like 22, 23 years old and I just stuck one of the, one of the skewers in the centre of it. Ooh. And it sort of lifted like the fountain, <laughs> like, like a UFO, you know, might lift and then disappear. <laughs> it like properly lifted and then chocolate just everywhere i mean on the skirting board on my mum's curtains oh. on the ceiling and the, the worst thing about it is you have to put quite a lot of oil in so it kind of flows um. oh so yeah i mean my mum did her best but i'm pretty sure if you went to my mum's dining room today you'd still find some <laughs> you know how like how they look for like semen and stuff in crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you realize okay. <laughs> yeah like that <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so oh, so wow. you know, no astonishment that in this dimension you you, you make the same mistake. You, mm. There is chocolate everywhere, including your face, your hair, and the white jeans that you've chosen mm. to wear. It definitely looks as though it wasn't the dog that shut itself. <laughs> The front, there's a knock at the front door. A persistent oh, no. knock. Oh. <laughs> Shall we see who it is? Shall we see who Let's it is? See. Oh! <laughs> the magnificent true return to form. It is Nocky McMilk. Died oh. of a... <laughs> what is this chance? <laughs> I so swear that was about... random. That <laughs> was definitely random. We do this randomly. Oh my god! And I did drop, I did drop the persistent in without before I'd looked. You did, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're going to walk through this door. Should we move on to the next one? Oh, seriously! I like you even have to ask. <laughs> Oh, no, because not only do I have a persistent milkman on my doorstep, my mum is livid as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be I'm doing a rock and a hard place. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Brilliant. Amazing. Door number two. Okay, so behind door number two, you are offered a guest role in the Archers. It's the chance of a lifetime. Do you listen to the archers? I do. I do. I love the archers. <laughs> Good, because I did notice that you followed them on Twitter and took a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so you're offered a guest role in the archers. It's the chance of a lifetime, and you're playing a new vet who's come to treat the horses in Shula's stables. Your character has a steamy sex scene in one of the bars. A bars? In one of the barns. In one of the barns. Your poster... In one of the bars? Is it the bull or the one that they get you go to if you can have a steamy sex scene? Yeah. In one of the in barns. Felpshire. Your co-star. Anyway, your co-star, the other half of The Passionate Affair, is... I might have ruined this. It's Melania Trump. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, but you are still in the arches, and she'll only be a bit part, and you'll get to stay. I've yeah. always said, I have always said that but I. If you had the chance to shag Melania Trump, yes. <laughs> I imagine her hair smells lovely. Mm. <laughs> I imagine it smells really nice. <laughs> yeah, because it's been nowhere near his. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, I would love to be on the Archers. The only problem is at the moment, there are too many Welsh people on there. There, there are, are too many Welsh Natasha characters. and Fithip. Yeah. Fithip! <laughs> <laughs> He's a wrong one. He is, I know. And also, people never suspect a Welsh person because the accent is so nice and friendly. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think maybe maybe if there weren't any Welsh characters on there, I would have jumped at the but chance. In this dimension, there mm. aren't. That's why oh, they've employed oh. you. That's the thing. Yeah. You're in a whole world where this is the truth of you have this job. And bear in mind that compared to telly with radio, you're not going to have to actually snog Melania. You're basically no. going <laughs> to lick your own hand. <laughs> 
You'll be Melania adjacent, licking your own hand. Which which might have just used sanitizer because we're keeping this COVID friendly. <laughs> yeah. Or you'll just be going like this. <laughs> the reason I'm gonna. Oh God, that's, that's it. Stop this now. is the reason I'm turning it down because. <laughs> I have talked about this so much on Twitter about how I hate kissing on the radio. Uh, that I, yeah, that I couldn't suddenly go against that and do it mm, myself. Yeah. yeah, I have to stick with my uh, convictions. Oh, bugger. Sorry. Okay. Ready so to move on to the next down. portal? Yes. Door number three. Okay. Everything's changed. The mm. pandemic is miraculously over. The Eisteddfod is back on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a very mm. negative reaction to what we thought was going to be like a good news story. Not when you've been forced to go to the Eisteddfod twice, well, yeah, twice annually since you were like four years old. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I watched as part of my research a video of you at the Eisteddfod. And when I was a little girl, I thought the Eisteddfod was just all people in hats. Okay. <laughs> I think I had a ladybird book in which the ladies in the tall, it was just a picture of ladies in a tall hat okay. looking sort of severe, like a I might have also smushed them up together with, you know, in the sound of music, the choir of boxing women who are not <laughs> the Van Trap family. <laughs> but it's not that then, because it was on the beach and you were wearing a boob tube or a dress, oh. a strapless dress. And I thought that doesn't look as Steadfordish to my no. ladybird book eyes. No, there, there are good bits to this, Steadford, like the bar. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I think when you're a teenager as well, it's one of the places your parents will let you go and stay with friends. So, for example, there's like a, a youth field um, to the Eisteddfod where you can turn up and pitch a tent and you can stay there for a week and there's a bar and there's amazing gigs and stuff. And because it's in Welsh, your parents say yes to you going to <laughs> Incredible. So I, the first time I went, I was 16 and got absolutely annihilated every single night. <laughs> but, you know, for the sake of the language. Yes. And a language is only as rich as all its users. Yes, thank you. Know, you know, it's not for old people to talk about mm. muffins or... <laughs> Have you been to these samples? <laughs> I don't remember that, clearly. <laughs> She went to the muffin tent, spent a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> I was just mainlining Welsh beer and muffins. Uh, anyway, okay, so but you've been in this Eisteddfod, Bond, you have been asked to headline the comedy tent, and it's an absolute joy. All the best people are there. You arrive at the event and you've been given a personal runner who comes to see you and says, just ask me for anything you want. Anything. <laughs> Shall we see who it is in the dominatrix? Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 there's going to be muffins because it's Nadia Hussain. Oh. oh. Ooh. Top telly cake baker. Yeah, I love Nadia. I think she's great. Um, oh, this is becoming a bit too wholesome, though. It is very wholesome. Oh. Isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> a bit too, <laughs> I don't know, because like I am an, a, a big advocate of the Estadvod. I think it's very important and um, and you can have a lot of fun there. But to add in a, a baker into the mix of it and like, uh, it's, a, it's a bit much. It's a bit twee. It's a bit twee. Mm. So you, we're offering you an alternative dimension that's so good that you're like, mm, no. It's a fantasy. <laughs> it's a fantasy. We Ticks a lot of boxes. But mm, I prefer a bit of grit in my oyster. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Are you sure? It's where most Welsh speakers have their sexual awakenings. So I, I just feel like having a baker as a runner isn't quite living up to yeah. expectations. Fair yeah. Okay, Sorry. I'm Fair just going to say that it's at this point often that it, it occurs to guests that the next options could be crap. Oh. <laughs> you've only you've done three out of eight. You've done so three. You've five more to done go. Three, five more to go. Some of them they could be excellent. Yeah, move on, move on. We'll move on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Door number four. So uh, I happen to know, or the dominatrix told me, herself, that when you're not doing comedy, that you have dabbled in a bit of PR in your time. So in this scenario, you've been offered a PR job for a shipping company. Good money, nice long deadlines, and you accept on the spot. You then find out that the job is to improve the image of Suez Canal Boat Navigation Systems Limited. And the person they want to front <laughs> this campaign is... Okay, so it's a challenging old PR job, but the person they want to front the campaign is racing driver Eddie Irvine. Oh no. <laughs> That's not a good one then. <laughs> why does that come up though? But as a white I would that that's not Eddie Irvine. No, he's fine. He's um, he's kind of okay. This is a really long story because I know why you've mentioned him because I I told you about my honeymoon. No, you didn't. He... We just did. No, 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 just you. Just you. We have a team okay, of just, researchers. Just... <laughs> okay, so your researchers found out. Yes. I met him on honeymoon, and he uh, complimented me on my teeth, which <gasps> is which is fine because he only mixes with supermodels so mm. to even just get a any compliment to be fair <laughs> <laughs> on my honeymoon but he is he is a massive player like oh. he um so he's basically my my mother-in-law and her partner they live half of the year in the bahamas Ooh. yeah um so and they're friends with him because he owns an island out there and it's this whole big yeah. yeah um so so i kind of know of him and i've met him and we we hear stories about him i just couldn't trust him to front this campaign <laughs> <laughs> he'd be off you know he'd be flying off to find more supermodels or something i, I just yeah. i just couldn't trust him he might get the okay. he might get the, the bloody ship out a bit quicker though. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh god. I don't know how much of that you can keep in without him suing me, but <laughs> personal opinion. We'll we'll get our team of lawyers onto it. 
Uh, hello, this is uh, Louise and Pauline's team of lawyers. We're purely imaginary, but we think this is probably fine. <laughs> so you're turning down number four. I am turning down number four. Oh, yeah. Yep, halfway. halfway through. Here we go. Door number five. <laughs> it's dusk. The light is fading fast. You glance out of the window and uh-oh. There's something in the chicken coop that shouldn't be there. You can see it moving and you know something's afoot. You creep stealthily into the garden, approach the coop, and you flash a torch into the space. Is, it, is this a regular thing in the Sears home? I just leave them to it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a parent are you? <laughs> Ah, oh, just if the foxes get them, it's just it's <laughs> yeah, pretty much nature. Because well, I, I once saw where we were living a few years ago before we had kids. We had eight chickens, and I once from my um, home office saw a fox pursue one of them across the field and get her. Um, and so since then, I'm very blasé about it. <laughs> you don't just chickens are disposable like that. I mean, I love them. I do love them. But if there was a fox already in there, I don't know. Because the thing is, he could have just attacked them and then they might be kind of half dead. And then I'd have to kill her. And it's this whole big oh God. thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. nature, nature takes its course if you've got to. Yeah. As long as it doesn't happen on a nightly basis and I never have any chickens left, then yeah. yeah. But, okay. Yeah. However, well, luckily, in it's, not a, it's not a fox. It's not a okay. fox. There, sitting in the middle of your beloved hens, is a person sitting with a guitar. They look up at you, smile, and they start singing, Ain't nobody here but us chickens. What? Ain't nobody here at all. And that person is... It's Anthony Joshua. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to eject him from your coop? Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> what's, what's worse about this, though, is because I am definitely going to stick with this door. And, <laughs> and the other day, I, I didn't have a go, but I questioned my husband when he started playing the guitar outside in the garden. Because <laughs> 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 I said to him, do you think other people want to hear me? <laughs> you know, you know, you know, Anthony Joshua, mate, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I, I, but I, I fancy Anthony Joshua a lot. A lot. Oh. <laughs> I fancy my husband as well, but... You know, that's that's nine years of marriage. That's husband fantasy. That's husband fantasy. And then there's fantasy. Yeah. But then but then they're kind of connected because when I met my husband, he was a boxer. He was yes. He was an amateur boxer. Um so I do have a thing for boxers. Yeah. You have a talent. That's good. That's good. Okay. So you're accepting this. You're gonna walk through the war number five. Yeah, because none of my chickens are dead and Anthony Joshua is there. Yeah, <laughs> it is a good day. It is a good day. Total winner. Okay. Fantastic. So let's look at what you could have won. Door number six. 
Oh, you see, Asil, you have turned down this, being back in the worst job you ever had. You're cleaning a caravan park, one sticky van, one scuzzy shower, one crusty toilet at a time. You're hot, sweaty and miserable. You enter the next caravan and there, sitting at the table, giving you a big smile, is... Dolly Parton. That'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? Mind you. Yeah, I do. I do love Dolly. I really love her. But that job. Oh, my God. Like, I can still smell the grease in some people's grills. Um, It was just this thing, because when when we were really small, um, we used to holiday in North Wales and we used to stay in a Sata caravan, um, our family next to my grandparents. And my mum and my grandmother, whenever we'd end the holiday before we went home, they would clean the caravans from top to bottom. Mm. I mean, they'd be cleaner than when we got there. Mm-hmm. And I took this job, yeah, because it was um, when I was in uni and I was at home over the summer. If anyone who's listening has been to one of the caravan parks in both, yeah, <laughs> um, please clean your caravans. <laughs> God. And what was worse about it was there was a woman, my manager, she would drive around the, the the caravan park, like following you. So as soon as you'd Ugh. finish one caravan, she'd go and check it. And if she wasn't happy with it, then you'd have to go back. So then I'd have that during the day. And at night, I would work behind the bar in the caravan park club. And that was, oh my God, <laughs> oh. so destroying. Like, the, you know, the kind of entertainment you get on mm-hmm. in yeah. caravan parks. Um, and I, I, one week I actually got a stalker. Oh. Um, yeah, he, he was on his own. He was on holiday on his own. He must have been yeah. in his like late twenties. And he would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would stand by the bar all night and he'd tip me like five pound tips a time and he w- he bought me like a cuddly toy and stuff so like <laughs> from after the second night I had to be escorted to my car by one of the bouncers <laughs> oh, oh god, my god. Oh, so, yeah everything about that holiday the, actually the only thing that that and the only good thing that happened that holiday was going to the Estelford for a week. <laughs> <laughs> so Dolly Parton wouldn't have made up for this. Imagine, if, if, imagine if she'd been booked as well to be the entertainment. Oh, I mean, but... I've done caravan park gigs and they are mm. not fun. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so, yeah, so I don't know. I wouldn't want her to see me in that situation. <laughs> Okay, yeah. let's yeah. move on. Fair See what else you've missed out on. <laughs> Door number seven. You're jumping out of a plane, raising money for your favourite charity, and you're strapped to an instructor. And the instructor is... It's your granddad. <laughs> I love how he's just been brought back from the dead just to oh, jump yes. out of a plane. <laughs> how you know you're safe. <laughs> oh, 
you know what? He was oh, I, I'm actually dead. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> you're flying to the air. Are you actually dead? That was the scenario. <laughs> Am I actually now dead as well? How yeah, that's what I mean. Like, is he... oh. oh, yeah. That's so funny. Because the thing is, he would, he, he would, he would have jumped as well. Because my, my granddad, he was, um, he, he was happy to try new things. And the one thing that I regret that we never did with him, where we used to go on holiday to North Wales, there was a small, um, it wasn't even an airport. It was just a landing strip. And you could go up in like um, light aircraft. Um, yeah. And he really wanted to do it. And my mum was just like, oh. no. <laughs> like, and I wish I'd been a bit older at the time because I would have taken him. So he yeah. would have loved that. He, he would have jumped out of the plane. Wow. Clever dominatrix. She knew. Yeah. 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 She's clever. <laughs> and, but you can't have it because you've already agreed. But that's fine because it, it would lead on, you know, my mum would be stressing about it. So. <laughs> and hey. You've still got the chickens and Anthony Joshua. Now, just before we look at the final one, the final portal here, Essild, we might be able to offer you a swap. Are you prepared to take a risk on this? Will you gamble what you've already won to find out whether door number eight might be something perfect? Or are you going to stick with Anthony Joshua and the chicken feathers and the guitar? I'm going to stick with him. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying it, I was thinking she's next year. No way! I, I follow him on Instagram, and more often than I really should admit to, my husband will find me in the kitchen sometimes, just transfixed to my phone, and I'm just watching him working out. <laughs> <laughs> he will have started like a live video on Instagram and I'm just there watching him, you know, doing some running and um oh, rope jumping and yeah, just sweating. And that. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the guitar, sitting amongst yeah. the chickens. Practicing, <laughs> practicing, and nobody here, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what's behind oh. the fucking Door number eight. Oh boy, this is what you've turned down. Your perfect day out. Just you and a horse. You ride all morning and you find a country pub. You order lunch and you sit down in the snug. Perfect solitude. Someone comes over, plonks themselves down at your table and says, you look bored, shall we chat? And that person is the prick who grabbed your bum at the Welsh Assembly. Just <laughs> <laughs> what happened to me next? <laughs> oh man, thank God. Thank God that was it. Like because if it had, if that had been Anthony Joshua, then Can that would have been like a complete yeah. yeah. Imagine him him in jodhpurs. Just imagine, uh, just for a second. Stop now. Stop. Oh, can, you, can you say that word again in your accent? Imagine him in what? In jodhpurs. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a lovely accent, the Welsh accent, isn't it? Jodhpurs. It's lovely. Jodhpurs. It's gorgeous. Sorry, I think I it's I'm not Joshua in jodhpurs as well. Joshua yeah. in jodhpurs. Oh, yeah. Nice. Joshua. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, no, I mean the prick from the West Assembly can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we need to tell this story anymore. I think it tells itself, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, because I've, n- I've never told it publicly um, because I'm not, I think so many years have, have passed that I don't know the, like, the full details anymore. So it's one of those ones where you know yeah. something happened, but you couldn't be, but it was, I was very young and he should have known better. And I was there in a work capacity. And yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, well, I got. I saw. I read an article that said if that happens on. I'm from London, and, and if that happens on the London Tube, mm. I read an article that said you grab their hand behind you and you hold it up. And I did it. I oh, did it. Didn't. And I did. And I went, get your fucking hands off me. And I held his hand up for everybody to see. And I was so powerful. I felt so amazing. And then you have to let go of the hand and carry on the job. <laughs> <laughs> and there are still loads of people around and everyone's looking really oh embarrassed but it is it's a triumphant moment <gasps> in my heart is it weird to yeah. say that i really hope that happens again now so i can yeah. do that move no it's not because <laughs> the power of and because you're holding their hand yeah there is no denying it was them and there's yeah. no denying yeah. what they were doing get your fucking oh hands up. it's so powerful Oh my god! I wish I'd known this t- twenty yes, years sorry. ago. Mm. <laughs> it's a shame because we've daughter. known each other. I do have a daughter, and she oh she wouldn't take any prisoners. So yeah, I'll definitely tell her about that. Yeah, that Teach her that one. <laughs> Fantastic! We've come to the end of the oh. show, which is such a shame. And we are going to send you into that chicken coop with the gorgeous Anthony Joshua and his guitar and his, oh, nobody here but his chickens. Uh, before we do send you through that door, where can our listener, uh, Louise's auntie Miriam, find out more about you? <laughs> I'm, u- I'm usually on Twitter. Twitter is where I waste most of my time. So I'm there. I mean, if you put SLCers in, you will find me because I'm pretty sure I'm the only SLCers in the world. <laughs> E-S-Y double L-T. Double L-T, yes. Um, yeah, and they'll find me. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, We're going to send you through that door now. Off you go. Bye! Bye. <laughs> Fantastic. She was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Love that. That was so much fun. Um, but dear listener, dear Auntie Mirren, that is all the time we've got, uh, all the time we've got time for. Yes. <laughs> uh, follow us on the socials at E-Y-R-E-L-E-I-G-H on Twitter and Instagram. And we are on Facebook as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed yourself, please hit subscribe. And if you want to email us any scenarios we can put our guests in, please do that at airlydoors at gmail.com. We'd love to take your embarrassing incidents and adventures and turn them into alternative realities for our guests. Bye. I'm off to go through this door and swim in the Aegean Sea with Icarus. And I'm going to go through this door and ask David Bowie to write a song about me. This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done here, May. Eh? <laughs>